Hey, it has been so long since our last episode, but welcome back to our podcast, uh, Pour One Out for the Homos, a podcast where we watch uh, episodes or films where they kill off the queer lady character, uh, inspired by one uh, warlord who was killed off in 2016, which we have yet to have an episode about, which we will shortly. Um, I'm just going to do a quick intro up at the top. My name is Kay. I know you've heard other names in the past, but going by Kay now. Pronouns are they, them, or she, her. And then on the pod today, we have with us uh, Anne, who was with us to discuss many people, including Leslie Shane and Jennifer Schechter. Marley, who's been on the pod a million times most recently, um, discussing Ruth Jameson. And then Julie, who's brand new to the pod. Hope you like it. And let's get into the episode. Losing the light. love with a tennis player that we can't talk about because but it's clearly she's famous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was Serena. Or I mean, what's she <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. What season is this? That's three. So, yeah, three this to six. They kill off three. a character season three? Yeah, and very suddenly. Was much controversy. Did the actors have to do? No, no she didn't want to go. No, Chapin just... wanted to do uh, an episode like, a storyline about breast cancer. Actually, it's, like, kind of remarkable that there wasn't someone just, like, like, on staff, paid to tell Eileen Chaikin that, like, big ideas she had weren't good. Right. Because the same thing happened in season six. She was like, I want to do a murder mystery. And no one was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, well, no, she, no. Because she well, got rid of the other producers. There were three creator, writer, and producers. But Rose Eileen Tr- Chaikin. Uh-huh. But they left after season one. And um, Genevieve, what's her fucking Turner. face? Turner. Turner. Oh. Yeah, from. Wasn't Fish he fame. on it? Yeah, they are. They were all executive producers. Well, it was like the three, and that I watched a documentary about this like ten years ago. Because <laughs> that's how long ago the L word um, was on. And they like out, and then it like just became Eileen Shaken show. Eileen Shaken is still killing lesbians on oh, Empire. Empire, yeah. I was just gonna but say she just married two gay men, didn't she? Good yeah. for them. She didn't marry Max and what's his name? Tom. <laughs> oh my god. It's a mess. Alright, are you ready for the So we're watching Losing the Light. It's episode nine of season three oh nine. Uh that's three oh anything is trigger in the yeah. dead lesbian character community. Um it's called Losing the Light. Their last we saw in the previously on it was just Carmen and Shane arguing about Sherry Jaffe. Uh, Tim, who likes to swim, coming back uh, basically to like say goodbye and break you to Jenny. Um, and I could give two shits. Oh, Tina's fucking a man. Bet is not talking at a monastery. Thank and God. <laughs> 
They don't show Alice in the previously on, so Lord knows mm. what she's doing. Crying to her cardboard cutout. Feelings. Of <laughs> Dana. Or Gabby DeVoe, please. Um, and then Laura went to Paris, because they had a trip to Paris, and she was like, you're miserable, Dana. I want to be happy. I'm going to go to Paris. Hold up. That's not what happened. <laughs> That's that, not what happened. Was, That's what it like seems like. That in my memory. Dana, I can't help angry it. in her cancer, sort of gobbled Laura up and told her to leave. She kicked yeah. her out. Yeah. Oh. Clearly, I have sympathy for Dana. You love Laura. Right? You love I Laura. love Laura. Too. I like Laura. I like Laura better than Dana. I don't really have any particularly strong feelings about Dana. Like, yeah, I, think I thought the character hard. was kind of annoying. Yeah, she's like a someone needed to be the like it's like a goody two shoes cotillion girl. Yeah. You know, someone needed I yeah. thought it was interesting, or I guess Fred Siegel lunch. <laughs> no, like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Alright, so the IMDB description of this episode uh, it was written by an anonymous person and it's lengthy, so buckle up. <laughs> Um, so we know they're gay. I thought even yeah. the episode was written by an anonymous person. I was like, this is, this is so controversial that they actually just like took the writers off of the credits. No, but I'll say who, who wrote the episode in a minute after I read the description. Um, in this unusual episode, episode told in real time, oh yeah, because it like counts down the time, um, Lara is still in Paris, oblivious to Dana's worsening health. Back in Los Angeles, Alice has maintained a bedside vigil for Dana over the past five days. While taking a stroll, Alice runs into Dana's ex, Tanya. Oh, fucking yeah. yeah. Uh, across town, Jenny introduces Max to her former boyfriend, Tim, who arrives in town for a visit and who is now married. That's right. And expecting. Yeah. Ryan, <laughs> William, Haspel, third. <laughs> But Jenny's reunion with Tim becomes uncomfortable and soon unpleasant when Tim is soon revealed to still harbor a grudge against Jenny and disproves of Max as well. Uh, meanwhile, Carmen evens the score with Shane by telling her she too was unfaithful. Elsewhere, Peggy Peabody arrives back in town to help Helena with the lawsuit served by the double-crossing Dylan and her scheming partner, Danny. This is hysterical. Uh, Helena finally learns... Parentheses way too late that Dylan has been setting up setting her up this entire time. Tina has a lunch date with Henry and his friends, but becomes uncomfortable when they assume the baby Angelica is adopted. <laughs> Kit becomes impatient with Angus when he's late for their afternoon date. In upstate Washington, a frustrated Beth leaves the Buddhist retreat, but receives a dose of life wisdom from two unexpected sources, a young man and an elder lady, at her remote bus station while waiting to go home. End of description. Maybe the episodes are too long. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like a lot. We squeezed a lot in. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this stupid fucking episode. I think that the sentence, Helena learned, parentheses, way too late, is, like, period. That is a a complete... She learned way too late. That is the character start to finish. We're done here. I know. Even at hit. I'm going to kill your girlfriend. It's hit. Oh my god. Bitch, fuck you. (laughs) So it was directed by Rose Troche and written by Eileen Chaikin. Um, I like that she's taking responsibility for that. Yeah, Yeah. way to own up. It was written by Eileen Chaikin, Rose Troche, and uh, Sherianne DeVeek, staff writer. It's Rose Troche. I'm sorry for fucking up all the names. All right, back to the app. I've never heard of her before. 
Until now, you killed Dana. Or maybe you wrote the, uh, <laughs> the, like, smoking kills scene for Carmen. <laughs> and Shane was like, oh. I think it's in this episode. Uh, it isn't in this episode. Um, but now it's time that we have everyone introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Kay, they, them pronouns. This is my podcast. Dead lesbians, stupid. <laughs> to my right is... <laughs> Hi, I'm Marley. She, her, hers. Um, gosh, thanks for having me. I love the L word. <laughs> I'm Anne, she, her... Uh, Not a, hers. A, a genuine and unironic Jenny Schechter fan. <laughs> I'm Julie. Thank you for inviting me to your home. I'm in way over my head. <laughs> I don't know any of these characters. Uh, yeah, you've only seen this episode. This is the only episode of The Outward you've seen. No, no. I've seen the first episode when I was house-sitting once and did not realize that Netflix shows like a What You've Watched back to the <laughs> It's um, good content. So, so I've seen two, maybe three episodes. Okay. Yeah. So did you see the episode where we where Laura and Dana get together? I don't know who they are. Not if she watched the pilot. Yeah, but if you watched the first one of three, my first episode of the Outward. Did the people you were house sitting for confront you? No. Okay. Gotcha. You're just aware of the fact just that like they that could have found out. Just yeah, looking back several years, yes. No, I've seen. I think the pilot is where they're trying to find a sperm donor, right? Mm. It's like a baby. And then, I've, yeah. Yeah. and then I've seen this one, and was this the one with, like, the coffee shop drama, or is that a different one? Oh. Well. <laughs> Which time? When she flips the table? When, a when woman flips Shane the has sex with someone connected to the coffee shop. Oh, and yes, it's, like, that probably was drama, in the pilot. And the they two. come talk to the, in the car... Oh, season five. That's season that's five. The good stuff. Yes, that's Don that. Dumbo yeah, and her lover Cindy. Because we right. watched that the night that we the three of us came over. Right? Yeah, we watched that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. So I've seen yeah, yeah. maybe two or three episodes with you, plus the pilot when I was house sitting a few years ago. Nice. Yeah. All right, now I want to because the rest of us have like seen this. I want to know like. <laughs> <laughs> your takeaway of the L word in general. In general? Yeah, like what, you, if you were to describe this show to someone who's never seen it before, mm. <laughs> how would you do so? Um, so there's no frumpy lesbians. Mm-mm. No, no butches. And it's like... And also no butches. Frumpy lesbians aren't automatically butches. Continue. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No! no. <laughs> ah. Max, <laughs> edit this out. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. I want edit to hear the rest of your... your <laughs> Censor me. Continue. Okay, so it's like mostly negative stereotypes about LA lifestyle, but everyone's kissing each other and they're all women, and most of them look the same. And early yeah. 2000s was a bad time for fashion, mm-hmm. yes. um, but a good time for independent lesbian like business owners or CEOs. I assume that's the jobs <laughs> I have. Um, and all CEOs. <laughs> yeah, I'd assume there's a lot of like chlamydia that isn't dealt with on screen. <laughs> Probably. Am I missing anything? I mean, I think that's right. Marley, and do you want to jump in with your I, interpretation? I mean, if I had to guess, I would guess that it was herpes, not chlamydia, just because of, like, trans, 
transmission methods, but but, okay. but yes, okay. I mean definitely some STIs going on. Yeah. I guess I would just add, um, just, I'm just missing one detail. Just, you know, angry sex. Just so a lot yeah. of drawn yeah. out, angry long sex. scenes of furious lovemaking. <laughs> but, but they're, but not like passionate. Yeah. Yes. No, they're like, mad at each other. They're angry. furious with each yeah. other and we are biting each other's nipples. Mm. Not in a fun way. Not in a fun way. Not like Uda. The right. vampire lesbian that Alice hooks up with. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm just gonna have this run in the background. So, like, the episode starts at, oh, so season three, that's when they, like, showed the chart for oh, each. No. It, like, started with, like, in, I don't know, like, some couple that, like, we don't even give a shit about them. Oh, they're making out, okay. Um, and then it eventually connects them, like, to each other. So then, so, like, episode, like, a couple episodes, it was, like, Bet to Alice, where they like fucking during the opera. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I can't believe that. That short hair. Wait, yeah. they are fucking during an opera. Well, they're in the box, well, and they're one and of like, them is. It's just like Bet is like fingering. She's she, getting fingered. Yeah, she's finger fucking Alice, like while they're watching this opera. But they're both like sitting like stone. <laughs> she's fingering Alice. You I... can't finger bang someone from a seated position like this. So you just mean she's like, she's DJing. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. maybe she's I getting like, one in there here and there, but like, there's not a full. You can, I mean, you can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, it's a feat of anatomy. Like, For the people at home slash in Australia, and just demonstrated that <laughs> just several times. I did. I reached towards <laughs> Julie and implied yes. that like this is not possible. <laughs> yeah, people in Australia listen to this because yeah. they're friends with me. Um... So it connects Beth to Alice, then Alice to Dana was a previous episode, the episode before mm-hmm. this, 308. And then in this episode, or no. Dana's mother to her, like, horse riding friend. I remember that one. There that, was was in season, that was in season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about the nuns and on the bus getting it? That might be season two or season three. Hmm. So anyway, so this, uh, okay, I'm going to pause that. So this one's, the last one I guess was Alice to Dana, and then Dana to Laura, and now this one starts with like, Laura alone. Is it Laura or Laura? Laura. 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 I'm from New Jersey. Croft Tomb Raider. Laura. Right, so the Tomb Raider is alone in Paris, and she's getting a mud rub down in the nude. And There's no other way to get a mud rub down. <laughs> I gotta say, like if you're gonna be covered in mud, you should be naked. Mm-hmm. With like one other person, like it's a couple's massage that she was supposed to have with Dana, but she invited some random French lady. Um, I think maybe it's just practical. <laughs> like I think the French are perhaps more practical than Americans, and they're like, we have two tables in this room. We need two participants, whether they know each other or not. Yeah, I don't know. Not you just know. France. I would love to go to King's Spa. Yeah. It's like, I'd be happy to just, like... Uh, nothing would make me righteous than having get rubbed down. a place like King's Spa. Really? You walk around naked with strangers? No, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I mean, not to yuck oh, your yum, not but that's to, not... Not to... <laughs> not to yum your yum. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, jeez. It's just Laura's name with, like, a connection to, like, add her to someone else on the chart, but it just keeps reaching into nothingness. But it's going upward. We're hopeful. But are we? Not sure. Could you tell me what this chart is? There's a lot of chart references. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Mike. We need, like, moments for that. So that's how, like, the, like, 
ep- like how the episodes, how the L word like started. I feel like. Oh, can someone else take this over? You're I'm only wrong. using yes. the word okay. like. <laughs> yeah. Alice, I feel, Alice, so yes. Well, I'm gonna say this, but if I'm wrong, just correct me because I, I might probably will be. So Alice, who when this begins is a blogger, right? Or she's a listicle writer <laughs> for she, LA this is magazine. Like pre-blog, pre-Buzzfeed. Yeah, yeah she would be working for Buzzfeed now. But she creates a chart. <laughs> Connecting all the hookups, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, everyone but, that fucks each other. But who is East in LA the, lesbian community? Yeah, West LA, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. um, but it, who is in the middle? Like, who does it begin with? That she's she when she's writing it on like a napkin at like the end of the pilot, she starts with herself to okay. connect her to Dana. Yeah. Sad. So she had, did she and Dana had hooked up before? No. Uh, that was season two. She's trying to figure out how many connections, like, how many degrees of separation between yeah. them Yeah, she was like, see, I can, like, connect you to me in, like, four connections, and then she, like, does it to, Got like, it. Pink or someone who wasn't, like, actually gay at the yeah. time, like, out at the time, and everything like that. Like, see, we're all connected, and then, like, that becomes, like, the general theme of the show. She, they show her, she has it, like, on a big whiteboard in her house. Mm. Like a serial killer who would keep the <laughs> or like Sandra Just like oh and killing Eve. You can totally your card. And then uh, it was called Our Chart, and it was a website that she had, so it was like mm. early days of like internet right. social networking that you could like. Oh, okay. Yeah, that you could yeah. like log in and see your connections, see if you were a hub or whatever. And then Showtime paid for a domain, domain name. Yeah, under rchart.com turned yeah. it into a lesbian dating site and that's where I met Taylor. Aww. I no love that story. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's like the dating site that we met I on and then they took it down after the show ended so like it just say, disappeared. I thought you met yeah. at camp. No. No. We met online. The summer that I worked at camp in 2008. Oh. We like met online and then like obviously met in person. No, you still need a meter. I know. <laughs> She's Probably real. a catfish. Yeah. Beautiful hologram. Yeah. <laughs> Just to each other, we're like lost mm, in the so internet hole. It's kind of a bummer, but too yeah. much happens. Um, so Shane isn't a butch, and here's how it's mm-hmm. uh, solidified in the show canon. In season three, episode two, three, two, three. three. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to believe you. <laughs> Um, one of those episodes when Jenny's coming back from Wilmette, nearby where we are, mm-hmm. um, to L.A. to, you know, she's fine, she's, you know, everything's fine. Season two never happened. She's not depressed. Um, and she comes back with a uh, self-identified butch named Moir- Moira, who later uh, identifies as Max, as a man. Right. Um, but we're introduced to Moira, who's with Jenny, and then, like, when they, like, pull up to the house that Jenny can somehow afford with Shane and Carmen's living She can afford it and be out of town all summer. Question mark? And she doesn't even have her book published yet. Like, some of her parts didn't even happen yet. (laughs) This was before the housing crisis. (laughs) This is totally reasonable. This is, that's true. This was 2006. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, actually, they do tell us it's a rent control space. When Tim leaves. Regardless, oh. come 2009, all of them could be out of their houses, and we just don't know. 
I mean, you know, Ben and Tina were getting remodeling on their house and then somebody died, so. <laughs> but that was a different episode. Um, I mean, there was caution tape up. The railing wasn't finished yet. <laughs> How much death is there in this show? Anyway. <laughs> There's, like, two main characters. Wait, can I, can I, isn't yeah. there some kind of situation, doesn't Shane say us butchers will handle it? Moira does. does oh, got it. And okay. then throws a, a heavy suitcase at Shane, who catches it. Who catches it, stumble. kind of. <laughs> and then Carmen... An backwards. <laughs> yeah. And then Carmen smacks her on the shoulder, like, get it, butch. Like, haha. And they're all like, mm-hmm. this simpleton from the Midwest who uses the word butch. How would you identify Shane? Besides as a Lothario. <laughs> she just seems like that, like... Like does drug scene lesbian. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, doesn't give a fuck about anything. Probably a Scorpio. <laughs> like, butch and androgynous aren't the same thing. No, like, she, like, looks androgynous and, like, has, True. because she doesn't give oh, a I was, shit. That was, like, a question. I didn't know if that they're, was the same They're, they're not, not the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Like, Shane just, like, because she exudes I don't give a fuck about anything, that also comes off as, like, an androgynous energy. Okay. Okay. Sometimes because of the patriarchy. That. I get that. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. And that's butchers why our group chat is named. butchers, yeah. <laughs> so that's my favorite thing. My favorite moment in all of that work. As butchers will handle it. Daniela C. I know. Her. All fresh face. Her cut off flannel shirt. Okay. Um. The episode is so stupid, and it's so long. Too long. Too it's many storylines. Mm-hmm. Tina's in a in a fucking businesswoman suit, because now she's a fucking, fucking movie a, producer. Fucking a dude like a businesswoman. That's right. <laughs> fucking a dude like a businesswoman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's, like, all in a tizzy, because she's, like, been out to lunch with Henry and... Yeah. What's his face? And they have to go over to the Did hospital. Did you fuck all night? <laughs> have to go to the hospital in their Prius, pop oh, in yeah. on dangers. And, like, bring her her mail. <laughs> like, what? It was Alice's mail, I thought. Because Alice hadn't like, been home in days. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm in hospital, like, on a respirator, please don't bring me my mail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I don't need that. Um, Lita catalog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, like, the whole episode. The whole episode is, like, time, so we're supposed to, like, see where everyone is at when they call time of death, which apparently seemed very important to the writers, producers, and editors of the mm-hmm. episode. If you watch the episode, usually there is, like, you were talking about earlier when we, I think we were off mic still, when we were talking about the podcast to Ellen Beck that mm-hmm. Auto Straddle is doing now, um, and they talk about, like, the music cues and how, like, it's very important and they're significant and all this stuff, but watch it on the DVDs. Um, but in this episode much like the episode in Buffy the Body, there's like minimal background music. Even there's thank God there's none of that like <laughs> sampling of the theme song in it. Like they did in the, they did it hard in season two. They're like <laughs> fucking 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just like why? <laughs> that wasn't in this episode. I like the messaging that like <laughs> Shane and Carmen are are mid Come. Like mid orgasm <laughs> yeah. as Dana talking, is expiring. Talking, talking, what talking. is that messaging though? Like they aren't, you know, they aren't 
creating life while someone's dying, you know, like That's they heavy. are. Yeah. Unless it isn't the French phrase for orgasm, like the little death. The little death. Yeah, but oh, it's yeah. really a jarring transition. I don't know if you've never yeah. watched the L word. I would not recommend starting with. That <laughs> no, and there's also like a weird voiceover in the the Shane Carmen sex scene as the clock is ticking down, and there's like yeah, like sh- like Carmen says, "I'm gonna come," and then Shane says, "Because I fucked someone else," but they're not actually saying it. It's voiceovered. Like, it's, like, their thoughts as they're... Is it their thoughts? Or I thought it was just bad DVR. I think that or it's... Or whatever it's called. We'd have to look back at it, but I think that it's actually, like, voiced over yeah. what they're up to, and it's meant to be sort of, like, you know... Carmen, I'm gonna come. Establishing power. Um, <laughs> oh. By cheating, which is very fucked up. Um, dummy. But, yeah, I remember thinking that scene is, like, a little unrealistic. I also yeah. love the idea that, like... Okay, maybe, whatever. It's, like, 2005, 2006. Uh-huh. Um, but that Shane, like, gets up, is upset, drinks a beer with breakfast, and then just, like, goes to her room and lays down in her bed to read a book. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then Carmen comes in, and they have, like, their little, you know, power struggle that ends in the sex scene. But I remember just being like, who, what? Would what you what day is this? Like, what's going There's on that you're just, like, so having a beer for breakfast? Would you rather she grab, like, a Game Boy Color instead of a book? It's, well, it's actually, now that you mention it, so she has the beer for breakfast, and, like, Carmen gives her a, a hard time about it, and then, and then she is watching television. She, like, sits down on the couch, but is, like, just kind of, like, at the edge of the couch, you know, channel surfing, and Carmen comes in again. They have another, like, you know, back and forth about it, and then, and then she, like, goes to a room and just, like, lays down with a book that looks like, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird or something, like, some, like, old-timey, small... Which is a beautiful book. A beautiful but book. But has, like, but there's, like, a comic book hidden in it, right? Like, come it on. So, it's like a little book, and, she, <laughs> yeah. and she's doing that awful thing where people fold back the paperback, so it's, like, doubled up on itself. Mm. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm but wa- I remember just being, like, this is a weird day, like, you... You were drinking really early in the day, then you watched a little TV, then you stewed for a minute, and then you just went down and, like, read a book for a bit. Yeah. Super weird. This is hard. So I'm watching this scene on my phone, because I'm, like, like, I saw Shane and Carmen, like, vigorously fucking each other. (laughs) With, what did you say earlier? Yes! Okay, so turn on the volume. Overwhelmed. All right. They're fucking... But they're not actually speaking is the point here. <laughs> yeah, like that's not real oh. dialogue. There is an echoey thing. Yeah. It just said that she said I cheated on you. Yeah, because like you... As a as the watcher, you hear that, but I don't think that it necessarily means that she's like saying it in real life. She's, she's thinking it. it. She's thinking it. That would be like kind of an immediate boner shrinker for me personally. As someone's like, she... I'm gonna come, and then boner they were like, shrinker. it's because I cheated on you, not because you're enjoying this experience. No, she didn't say because. It's just I cheated on you. Because I don't think they talk. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? No, about she them? said. <laughs> one of them says I'm gonna come and the other one right. says because I cheated on you oh it uh, according to the the subtitles it just said that like Carmen col- 
cheated on you. But with the echo, I think it's the voiceover. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Which I think is just, okay. like, a weird choice. It's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it if you're trying to, like, communicate that to a viewer, but it, it's just kind of an odd right way to I mean, this whole this whole season was odd. This whole episode was odd. So we got to the, like, the time. It's the last, like, four minutes of the episode, really. Or Dana's, like, not in this episode. We talked about mm-hmm. this with the L Word episode with Jenny, that, like, that episode where she dies. Um, it's a series finale. She's like, no. Wow, way to spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Sorry, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. It's been out for ten years. (laughs) Um, that she wasn't, like, really present in it either, which is an interesting choice, because you, (laughs) usually for the, like, um, the, like, barrier gaze trope, or what's been particularly upsetting um, which sparked things like Klexicon and um, Lexa deserved better and all this other shenanigans, um, was that it was like, you f- the queer woman character finally gets to like go to the bone zone, as you would say, mm-hmm. Anne, and then like a minute later... Or pound later, town. Or p- Either way. <laughs> or pound town. Get in the zone! The bone zone! <laughs> <laughs> and um, then they get killed dead. But on the L word... specifically for Dana, it's 2.35 in the afternoon, and, like, everyone's doing, like, they they don't only go back and forth between Shane and Carmen and Dana. They go through, like, the whole cast and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, Bet is, like, waiting for a bus after running away from her silent retreat. Mm -hmm. Um, Tina is on an annoying lunch date with Henry, or execs, it was unclear. Helena is being spoken to by her mom. Shane and Carmen are fucking. Jenny and Max are, like, awkwardly talking in the car together about how Jenny weirdly outed Max to Tim, who likes to swim. (laughs) Okay. In Bossy Pants, Tina Fey writes that, like, 30 Rock got dramatically better once they chose three specific plot lines tops per episode. And I gotta say the L word could benefit from that advice because there's too much going on. It is. And they all look the same. So (laughs) narrow it down, please. I know. And this was the like this supposed to be like this is the episode where Dana dies. Where she just like what does she even have? Because she had she got a a single mastectomy. She got a biopsy. She got a biopsy, but then she got a mastectomy. Right? I don't remember that. Because she had it's surgery, possible. and then she was going through chemo, and then she, like, got sick, and then she's in the hospital, and then she doesn't speak for, like, three episodes in a row. I have a take on this. Please. That's serious, because I think that this was just wildly mismanaged by the writer's room mm-hmm. on the upward, as, as a handful of topics were over the seasons. But I think that the... And I get it. Like, there, you know, there's an expediency when you're trying to take a story to television, and you have to... Do it yeah. in a set amount of time. Yeah, um, And I think there's been a lot of <clears throat> sort of, like, consternation and complaint about the fact that they killed her so quickly that she's diagnosed in, like, episode four, she's dead by episode nine or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing that we don't talk... And I understand, like, it's a, it's a show about primarily female-identified characters, and so breast cancer, I think, was, like, a convenient vessel mm-hmm. to tell a story and to sort of bring awareness. Um, but I think the thing that sort of never gets talked about is this irresponsibility in giving an otherwise perfectly healthy 30-year-old 
yeah. late 20s, early 30s character who's a professional athlete and so quite in touch with her health day to day and her, you know, whatever, um, that, the, yeah. that the choice was breast cancer. And I think that if they were going to kill off a character, um, there are other cancers that are very, um, very common and extraordinarily deadly for young people. Mm-hmm. And breast cancer is not actually one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually think that there was, like, some irresponsibility in not... You know, if you were going to kill a character off this quickly, um, and, and you were going to use cancer as the vessel, mm-hmm. I think that the awareness that you could have brought by making it melanoma, by making it lymphoma, by, you know, by, by doing something that actually would, like... And, again, you know, I don't think that TV shows necessarily always follow reasonable trajectories of health and wellness and that sort of thing, because you're telling the story. Um... But, you know, Dana is a tennis superstar, spends a lot of time in the sun, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That there, there was a storyline there that I think that was sort of missed. The idea that a young woman would come in with presumably stage three or stage, stage four breast cancer mm-hmm. and that it would kill her almost immediately. And of course, like, chemotherapy does indeed weaken your immune system. And so if you get yeah. an infection or a virus during that time, it's, it, it can be deadly, but... I don't know. I just think that it was kind of like fumbled storytelling. Yeah. It seemed like that someone like whispered into Eileen Shakin's ear and was like, I know this is a lesbian show, which Queer as Folk was on at the same time too. Mm-hmm. And they talked, I've watched Queer as Folk here and there, but like, I know that they like talked about queer in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they talked about HIV and, AIDS a smidgen on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone had a scare on the show. I don't know if that was, like, a thing. But, like, it's... To me, it seemed like they were like, oh, yeah, it's a gay show, so, like... You, AIDS. What, do you, what are you gonna die from? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a disease. And, like, that this was, like, lesbian. Like, touted as, like, lesbian Yeah, Because, like, her turnaround like... and her sickness reminded me of Angel and Rent. Like, in the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? But, like... I, I don't know. I'm still... Like, st- I watched it for the first time when I was 16 because I watched the show live. And then it was, like, after I... It was, like, a year or two after I, like, shot through Buffy and Tara got shot through the heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> spoilers. 2001. Um, <laughs> and it just... I don't know, like, I'm still, I'm confused by the episode, I don't really get it, Mm -hmm. and then, like, it wasn't even this, that wasn't even, like, that was the storyline, again, with the too many plots, I just felt like, because what the storyline was, was, like, Shane and Carmen that season, Dana wasn't even the main thing. She was so not main that they just killed her. Yeah. I also think that, like, and and if there are TV shows that have done this, I I can't think of one because typically you, you give a character an illness and they either survive or they don't and then like that's the end of the story. Um, but I think this might have been more interesting if they had diagnosed her with cancer in season three and not killed her until season five and she had been in remission and she had had a, you know, like mm-hmm. like we never tell a true story around these types of things because it would take too much sort of like dancing with your audience and I think that people sort of shy away from that um, in a writer's space but like the realistic story is probably... That she had a yeah. biopsy, biopsy and mastectomy, did chemo, was thought she was fine for mm-hmm. a year or two, and then had a resurgence later. But um, well, you yeah. never yeah. know if your show's gonna get renewed. Yeah, 
That's true. And if you game. really want to kill somebody, like you take that opportunity when you get a. Has she ever acknowledged it? Has anyone ever asked her like, yes. why, why so quickly? Why whatever? She acknowledges it as a, as a mistake in the. Yeah. Yeah. If she yeah. could do anything over, she wouldn't have killed Dana. She's very impulsive. Yeah. What's her sign? Crazy. Yeah, look, look up. I'm looking it up. I know, I'm yeah. shaken. Let's all guess before. Sarah and I, whenever we watch The Bachelor, we like to guess what people's signs are. <laughs> I don't know enough about signage to guess, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess anyway because I'm, you know, I, I'm yeah. arrogant. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go like she is for sure a Scorpio. That's what I thought too. Not a Scorpio. Cancer. Capricorn. Hold on. She's Aquarius. Should we just say all of them? I'm bad at the. I'm bad at. She's these, definitely a Gemini. I'm bad at these months. Um, I'm Gemini. I'm having a feeling though that she was a cancer. Yes, I was right. I was right. I haven't even seen the show, and I was right. Cancer. <laughs> yeah. I'm bad at the summer months. I never know. What does that say know. about her? And be careful, because there's a cancer in the room. Um. All right. Is that why she wanted Dana to die of cancer? <laughs> <laughs> Versatility, witty personality, natural charmer. Thank you. Um, the astrological symbol is the crab. Um, let's see. They could have Hard them. outer shell. Maybe she try and she keep was everything sh- locked in, and then a soft, soft, soft belly. <laughs> and then is she crapped? <laughs> she was probably choosing between killing her with crabs or killing her with cancer, and she was like, "I, it's gonna have to be cancer." Oh my god. This isn't really saying much. Some of these are just too wordy, and you can't glean anything from them. Cancer signs are notoriously manipulative. These natives are both overly emotional and thick-skinned, and they seem to change in between these attitudes often. They're either so self-absorbed by themselves that they ignore anything else, or they turn into a pity party in any discussion with anyone. That doesn't sound like you. Yikes. They feel incapacitated by simple things whenever sudden change occurs and are often inconsistent and contradictory in their own actions. I think hard shell and soft, soft belly is, like, that's a good descriptor. That was just the negative section, though. That's not all. Yeah. <laughs> the power went out um, for a minute. <laughs> but we're back. Oh my god. My room um, is full of lit candles. <laughs> oh my Kay's god. wearing an ascot. <laughs> um, and nothing else. I think, too, and I know we've talked about this before, that there's just what is going on with Bet. And I know that the, char- like, sh- the character's pregnant. She is pregnant in real life. Yeah, Jennifer feels, and so we have to cloak her. In flowing shirts, and she's a little bit lost, but man, the silent retreat, very oh, bizarre. Oh, yeah, and the bus stop, Revelation yeah. Screaming, and the, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. weird. That's not, yeah. I don't know, if that's how you handle yourself at a bus stop, you need more than a silent <laughs> retreat to solve your problems. Also, if I hiked through the woods in, I don't know, Washington or Oregon or upstate California, wherever the fuck she was, and came to a rickety bus stop, and there was one man sitting there, and there was no town to be seen, and the road was stuck. <laughs> so no, I wouldn't stay. Like, no, that's not, like, no. Ass. Like, I'm, I'm good. Absolutely I'll, I'll keep not. moving. I would walk as fast as possible away from yeah. there with, like, my shoulders as broad as possible. Yeah. And try to look yeah. threatening and not five foot four. But then that old lady came up, and then she told that about. Then they were both going to be killed by that man. Yeah, yeah. or you the know? two of them would work together to kill her. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But you know what? It's very like <laughs> It's very like Bet to want to go to a retreat because Bet is so. Bet's the kind of person who 
probably views mental health like she acknowledges it. She she's not, but she views it as like I can order an espresso when I need caffeine, and I can go to a silent retreat when I need to solve my problems, <laughs> and that's how it works. And it solves yeah. it, and then I'm done, and I go back to making my presentations and yelling at my assistant. Fuck you, James. Fuck, Fuck you. you. James. <laughs> uh, James is like bohawk. And what it's like science about. He's like a continuous character throughout the show mm, that doesn't really... talk. Early two thousands though, Faux Hawk and Sideburns was hot. I mean, yeah. that was the he was look. a cute guy. Yeah, and having a nervous male assistant, I feel like was was that also was, like, that was the look that followed from the Rugrats has <laughs> that museum to oh yeah yeah <laughs> from the Jonathan. museum to <laughs> um. Rugrats is being renewed also. Side note. Sorry oh yeah, isn't that. it live action? So there's two things. <laughs> there's a a full I think twenty two episode season animated and then there's a live action movie maybe which like why is there a live action movie? can we all right i'm gonna I'm, we're know. going off my here this is what i want to posit and put forth yes i was wondering to myself why bet's face is centered on camera as dana dies and yeah. what i think it is is that in some ways and i want to hear disagreement if you guys disagree i kind of feel like bet is the anchor for the friend group yes yeah she's the She's the matriarch. She's the yes. um, yeah. So yeah. that's how I feel for the for the young sprightly one. Yeah. To be dying, I think it's very interesting and poetic that the camera is on Beth's face. Yeah. As she hears it and experiences it. She's the star. <laughs> like I think you could argue that she's like the primary character. Yeah. Of the show. <clears throat> yeah. You love her, right? Bette Porter. Um, I find her a little bit problematic, but I I think Jennifer Beals just nails it, and she's so yeah, like she's such a like presence. Yes, and just kind of like is funny and is serious, and is also like deeply flawed. And the character, not Jennifer Beals, I'm sure she's just totally angelic and perfect. Um, (laughs) But I think she plays that in a really but in terms of, like, I don't know why, though, because, okay, Jenny is deeply flawed, and we see that repeatedly throughout the series, and I actually have a lot of compassion for Jenny, and Bet is also deeply flawed, and we see that a lot in the first two seasons of the series, and I have limited compassion I for feel her. like we see it consistently from Bet because as I'm in a... When I was watching it as it came out, I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and so, like, for Jenny, I saw, like, my classmates in her, and then for Bet, I felt like I was like, oh, that's like what you aspire to be without cheating. Um, Tasha's who you really aspire to be. But <laughs> I love yes. Tasha. Um, who doesn't? But like now, like rewatching it at 29 and seeing it, I'm like, Bet and Jenny are cut from the same cloth and they're both Eileen Chapin. In my opinion. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's like, she was like, I was writing about my past for Jenny, and I'm writing about who I am now for Bet. And I'm nailing both. <laughs> Doing great. And, like, oh my god. Like, they're both terrible for similar, yeah. but also different reasons. Like, Bet, like, Jenny, they show Jenny, like, having, like, meltdowns constantly, particularly in season 
two. And then, like, in season three, I think we see Bette, like, going through her pool and all of her clothes because she's drunk and yeah, just, like, like floating around. To drown herself. Like, that is the same shit that Jenny did. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. It's it the is. same character. She's just as self-destructive as Jenny. Yeah, it's but just... it presents in a different way, and I think that, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe because it presents an infidelity that it's, like, a... Like, it comes in a package that's more recognizable mm-hmm. to more people, and with Jenny, it comes with um, self-mutilation and kind of this deep dive into her ancestry and past and things that maybe don't feel as relatable. This show Bet. is deep. <laughs> yeah. Much to do with yeah. the carnival. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm picturing like Parks and so Rec, like the Pawnee like fair situation. <laughs> yeah. That's like Harvest a, Festival. But like pitch the black. writing scenes. Yeah. Oh my god. So all, we just listened to this on Dallin Beck, Kristen Rousseau and <laughs> Reese already uncovered this. But that like all the like Anything that was, like, written by the character Jenny was written by a chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's so... Thus spoke Zarathustra. <laughs> can't. Some of her parts, thus spoke Zarathustra. And then Lay Girls. I love how it goes from yeah. Les Girls to Lay Girls. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who was the, um... I forget the character's name, but there's the actress that she fucks in the movie. Jessie. Nikki. Nikki. Nikki she plays Jessie. Plays the character Jesse. in Less Girls. <laughs> um, who is that actress supposed to be based on? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. She's like... This show. More likable than Lindsay Lohan, but yes. But this is mid-2000s Lindsay Lohan, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is like 2007 Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. So, like, Mean Girls? Um, no. No, a little girls. later, but, like, probably fucking Sarah, Samantha Ronson. Yeah. Would have been, like, in yeah. that time period, like, doing some drugs and being, like, big party girl on the scene. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, we haven't even, like, we've barely talked about, like, Dana, because she wasn't even in this fucking episode. She's not in the episode, and I think that, like, I think the... Mm-hmm. I think that the the lasting legacy legacy of Dana Fairbanks, besides, you know, like the Golden Racket win that I'm sure was awarded posthumously, <laughs> uh, is is that like like we kill her so that these characters can evolve a little bit, right? And that. we can like move them forward in season yeah, four sucks. and reset the chessboard and mm-hmm. and so killing her ultimately is kind of uh, you know we're more interested in seeing the. the what the other characters are doing while we're killing her than we are in sort of giving the audience the experience of being able to say goodbye to her in a yeah. meaningful way. I mean, we get a funeral episode, but it's but, but it's, it's all about in, it's in through drama. the lens yeah. of yeah. all the other characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was fucking weird. The weirdest part to me that, like, sticks in my brain, like, I forgot that, like, it centers on Bet when it flatlines and that it shows all the characters and, like, mm-hmm. Angus and Kit, like, got in a fight and then they're laying in bed together. Shane and Carmen are having weird, we can hear their thoughts sex suddenly. Mm-hmm. Like, Bet is screaming at a bus stop, likely to be killed, or kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I remember is when they, like, when Alice finds out, because she's, like, steps out, and she's like, I'm gonna step out. Like, the nurse is like, go ahead. She's not going anywhere. What a oh, fucking stupid yeah, thing to yeah. say. That's fucked up. Someone, like... That is fucked So she, like, steps out, and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna get me a candy bar and, like, see the sun. Um, after a tumultuous season of watching... Yes! Yeah. I cannot. Like, why would you get that? She runs into Tanya while she's 
out yep. and about. Yeah. Tanya, Dana's ex-fiance. Trying to. Trying to get pregnant solo. I'm um, sure. After she broke up with Melissa Rivers. Because that's how they covered that character in season two. Um, yeah, it's just fucking bizarre. Like, I I enjoy... I really like Dana's character. She was my favorite when I was watching the show the first time. Mm. Yeah, I just thought she was funny. I felt like I identified with her because I in high school I was a three-sport athlete, and so was she. <laughs> like, I don't know. She was an awkward lesbian, and so am I. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but like now in my adulthood, I wouldn't identify with any of those characters. I don't see myself on that show whatsoever, and I never will. Yeah, um, here you are talking about it. Here I am talking about Dana Fairbanks dying, because I projected myself on far many other dead lesbians that we'll talk, we'll we'll come to discuss. Yeah, that's fucking song. That's all I remember is like Alice left and then she came back and then it like ends with like and it's like a mechanical sunflower. Right. Where yeah. like those like sprinklers that they had in like the nineties where it's like it's a flower and a sprinkler and it's gonna yes. go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like a crazy carnation. And then it's just like spinning like uh I don't know, like a comical dildo would in a teen movie, <laughs> like on the ground while mm. you are my sunshine plays in, like, an annoying, like, it's a small world after all. Yeah. Animatronic things, like, cheap uh, drugstore ones were really popular early 2000s. Yeah. Like, the fish and teddy bears. Oh, my God, the, like, live bass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a terrible... I am dreading early 2000s fashion coming back. It's coming. It's coming. Target. It's coming. It's kind of, the dark times are coming. Scrunchies. I mean, scrunchies are back in, that's the 90s, but the early aughts, with the, like, low, 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 low ride jeans, and the, Mm. like, high, high, high spaghetti strap shirts, hate them. I was a big fan, not in terms of how I dressed at all, I dressed very awkwardly, being 12, um... But I was a big fan of like the baggy pants with a tight shirt, which might have been indicative that I wasn't straight. (laughs) I was gonna say, yeah, we all were girl. Yeah, (laughs) that Gwen Stefani look with like a like white tank top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pink braids, Mm -hmm. baggy jeans, and Tim's. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The look. Um. Do we have any final thoughts for Dana Fairbanks? Closeted, disaster, lesbian. Wait, is Dana the one who dies? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just checking. I Wait, so, so That's final, everyone, everyone give a definitive final answer. Um, I actually, I don't know if there's something you guys know that I don't. Say the uh, revival um, decides that a lot of what happened in the original series is a lie or a mistake or a dream. Do we want Dana back? Do we not want Dana back? Ooh. And I don't know if you guys maybe know whether Erin Daniels is involved or not, but... I don't think she's currently signed on. Putting that aside, do we want her back? Do we not want her back? Mine is no, because there are too many plot lines. (laughs) There's already too many cuts. Mine is no, because we coped. Like, it happened, and there were multiple seasons after that. And it just feels irrelevant now. Mine's a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're going to sit on it, Anne. 
Mine's a, like, half answer because she does, spoiler, she does come back in one episode at the end of season four as a ghost. Oh, as an angry ghost that curses a lot, that oh. drinks coke on the couch. Is this, like, a <laughs> Hamlet ghost? Like, avenge me? Wait, she does? Yeah, yeah, she goes back because it's a little Alice bit. Alice is, like, thinking she's gonna... Break it off with Tasha or yeah. something. There's like, and she's like, drama. you better get get on your fucking party dress and say goodbye to your fucking girlfriend who's going to fucking Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> you and curse then, a lot since you've been dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> shows up on the couch. Remember that. Because like, it was weird. It was like kind of an odd Yeah, like, throwback. All of a sudden we're going to acknowledge. Yeah, and it was like a full season later and they hadn't really been talking about their grief over Denna. I vote no. I, you know, it wasn't a character that I cared very much about, and I think that the story, I think that this, I think that the idea of Dana is sort of this closeted, unsure, outdated. is outdated, and I think that the story's moved forward in a very, like, progressive, yeah. smart, confident way without her, that, yeah. you know, probably would have happened anyway if she'd still been around, we just would yeah. have been, like, dealing with her, sort of, like, off to the side as this closeted character, but... Yeah, because she kind of lost her, know. like, thing, like, season one's journey for Dana was that she was like, a professional athlete, and, like, her agent told her to remain deeply closeted. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then she, like, realized that she didn't have to because she didn't realize that Subaru was looking at her and had no idea about how gay Subaru mm. is. Um, and then, uh... When I think gay, I think Subaru. Right. So. Yeah. Yo. Get out and stay out. <laughs> Get out. That's, like, outdoorsy, right? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mom. <laughs> and then in season two, her whole storyline was that she was, like, fucking Alice, cheating on Tanya. And also totally out of like, character with character, I would argue. Yeah, and then was, like, but, like discovering that, like, she had, like, kinks, because she, like, had never... Like, at the age of Captain Steuben. As the, at the age of 33, who someone, according to the show, had been lesbian since she was 16 at tennis camp and with Tina Nevichalova, <laughs> had never worn a fucking strap on or experienced one. Hard to believe. I don't buy that. And in season three, she dies. That's her storyline. And she's mad. She reconnects with Laura and she breaks up with Alice. Alice is depression. Personified. She like literally gets into a car accident in that first episode <laughs> because oh she's trying God. to chase Dana. <laughs> mm. She's a lunatic. And then season four and everyone's fine. We don't know how much time has passed, really. We have two good seasons and then season six happens. It's also horrible. <laughs> yeah. Happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. So my answer it. is still, I want her back as a ghost if she's coming back. But if she's, if it's not as a ghost, goodbye. No. Because, like, I don't, like, what would her place be? Like, I still can't even, like, for the reboot, I still can't even discern what, like, that Shane and Alice's place is going to be. I don't know, and I'm very concerned, I will tell you, in this private setting where no one can hear our conversation, (laughs) that I'm very concerned that Tina's not coming back and that they're going to break up what we all, like, rooted so hard for. Because they're bringing it back, you know, they're bringing the show back, and if um, Laurel Holloman doesn't want to return, what are we doing with Beth? And because they were so shaky. They're gonna do they were so Becky shaky, situation. but like we believed in it. Of I course, think. and yes. like we were, and I think we were meant, and I think that's relatively universal. I mean, there might be a, a subset of people who are like, "Fuck Tina and Bet," and like I never want to watch Tina having sex, but I do want <laughs> her to be with Bet, and I want to believe that like that relationship can endure. And so the fact that it's yeah. coming back and that Tina doesn't sign out, I'm just sort of like, Ugh. it would be lazy for them to make it that they broke up 
it should be something else because it would be too easy. Is Tina dead? I think it's yeah. Are killing Tina. Oh, so God. three. I hope not either. See, like that would be really. Then we gotta do a fucking episode about Tina. And who wants to do? Or that? they're living by coastally. Is the other option that they're yeah, still together, exactly. but like oh, Tina God. has work or Bet has work back in LA and. Yeah, because they were moving to New York for Tina's job. Yeah. At the end of the series. Yeah, I think Tina's either gonna be dead. They're gonna do like some weird sitcom thing where they're like. Tina, like calling off stage for her, oh, no. she just is never around. Or they're gonna pull a Roseanne and like have her be Becky too. <laughs> Yikes! Like mm-hmm. a new, like a, it's that's Tina. You didn't know? Okay. Like recast. We found her. a blonde woman. We found a <laughs> Tina you want to watch have sex. Yeah, like Dumbledore Maybe. style. Like, <laughs> yeah. Replace and not say anything. No one knows. It's the same person. Come on. Yeah. I look. Final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Tell us. Good riddance, irresponsible management of a cancer storyline, and, you know. And you can't wait to watch the reboot. Can't wait to watch the reboot. Can't wait to complain about the reboot. Can't wait to host <laughs> weekly parties for my friends it's, it's, for the reboot. It's yeah. your God-given right. Yeah. <laughs> it is our. It belongs to all of us, and we'll, we'll have it. It's our chart, not their chart. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I wish we knew what Lori Lightfoot thought. Could call her. Interesting. You could get Lori Lightfoot on the pod. An oh interview. <laughs> with Chicago's new mayor. She's got it. Chicago's watched. mayor. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do we feel good about ending here? Do we want to Is say Is that goodbyes? how you end your podcast? We feel good about well, ending here? Are you a therapist? Yeah, I, I ended it out. <laughs> do you, so, do you have anything else that you'd like to say in the session? Anything that's on on your mind? Is this a good place to close? I, I didn't mean to open you up and not close you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said? I don't know. Yeah. Sex joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd say the silence, uh, much like all the silence in the episode, uh, sums up the feelings yeah. and thoughts we have about Dana Fairbanks, how this was written. I'm exhausted. R.I.P. Dana, pour one out. <laughs> pour one out of um, nothing, because I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, you can still find us on iTunes at Pour One Out for the Homos and SoundCloud at Pour One Out for the Homos um, and on Twitter at Pour the Number One Out um, yelling about all the things that's gay. Alright. Thank you. Bye. Good day, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.